You're listening to an all-new episode of Off the Rails with Sloppy Yellow. Views and opinions expressed here reflect hardcore fan perspectives and sometimes might be factual. Be advised, this podcast may contain adult language. Well, here we are, Billy Bradley. We've been waiting for this for uh, all season. We are at a, a playoff cutoff race, Billy Bradley. We've made it to a playoff cutoff race. We've raced uh, some... Now, this is a, a very interesting way we did this. We finished up at, at Daytona. We finished up at Daytona, and, and now all of a sudden we're going to run some short tracks, and we're going to finish up this at Bristol. i got to tell you something, Billy. After the, exciting, the excitement that we saw at the All-Star race, I am really looking forward to this Bristol race, not, not just because it's Bristol, but because there is so much on the line. we got a bunch of people that are on the outside looking in that are absolutely close. We uh, we got three drivers that are uh, the uh, the 13, 14, and 15th place driver legitimately have a shot to get in, and and here we're going to a bull ring, uh, a, the, the, the a half a mile bull ring. We're going to Bill, your neck of the woods, and I, I I gotta say I've said it many times, but this playoff system is absolutely brilliant. They they've tweaked it. It hasn't gotten worse. It's only gotten better. And having this first cutoff race in Bristol, to me, is a brilliant, fantastic move, Billy. What are we going to see at Bristol uh, with everything on the line here? I think we're going to see, you know, we we hopped up the all-star race, and, you know, we thought it would be good. Yes, it was good. Was there a lot of made changes they could have made to it? Absolutely. But this race here is going to be the all that it's cracked up to be because you have four drivers that 13, 14, 15, and 16 that pretty much has to win to go on to the next round. And they're all good drivers that can can win at Bristol. So that adds to the excitement. Then you have the other ones that, you know, 10th, 11th, and 12th that they have to finish good. So there's so many scenarios that's going to play out and, Man, I just hate that we're going to have to watch it from our luxury of our houses. Well, it really sucks because um, Chipper and I talked last week, and we were going to do something together. I think he thought he needed to maybe boost uh, ticket sales, Billy. And lo and behold, Chipper sold out. 30,000 people sold out strong. I'm very excited for everybody who's going to go. That's going to be a fantastic thing. One thing that, that we need to talk about that um, – about here is the choose cone if you remember the all-star races when we brought the choose cone rule out the three of yep. us were kind of undecided on it bill i i really didn't care um uh, rob let me ask you here now that we've we've raced every race since the all-star race with the choose cone that's some tracks where the choose cone actually you know was some strategy uh, what are your thoughts what are your personal thoughts on it uh rob do you like it do you hate it are you indifferent to it what can you tell me I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent to it. I think it's a neat idea. I think it's it shakes things up a little bit. It can, you know, put some guys put some guys in spots that they wouldn't be, or you know, they can, it gives the opportunity to take a chance on something. Um, and being that we're going back to Bristol and we've got the PJ one, you know, the traction compound down in the same spot it was when we were there before. Um, I think it's, you know, and and now also too, let's not forget, also now that the, 
that the field has some experience as far as, hey, you know, this is how you work it, you know, here's the angle that you need to play it, and, you know, yeah. you need to count cars and all this other stuff. But, you know, there's some more experience there. I think it'll be neat, especially, like you mentioned, it is the final race of the first round of the playoffs. So it's a cutoff mm-hmm. race, and there's going to be four cars that are will be eliminated from playoff contention, and I think it's a heck of a place to do it. Well said, uh, Rob Lowe, Billy, as a fan, do you like the choose cone, hate it, indifferent to it? What What are your thoughts about the choose cone? As a fan, I, I like it because it gives those people, those drivers that start in eighth or ninth in the lineup, they could actually come up to third or fourth on the inside or outside rows. So I think we're going to see – the excitement of it this weekend really play out in Bristol. Here's what I like about it, guys, and this is this is this is basically the only reason why I am a proponent of the choose choose cone or whatever we're calling it choose rule. Uh, now that I've seen it in play, I like the fact now that nobody can complain about getting stuck in the wrong lane. Now it's in the drivers and the team's hands to at least choose their destiny and not be forced to go in one lane or the other. Um, and, and I think that's that's an important distinction from what I thought it was going to do. I wasn't sure that that's was, – was, but it is clear now that, that the teams are thinking about it and it's coming into play as, a, as, as some strategy. And anything that involves more strategy, I'm 100% for. So – Although I was indifferent about it when it came out, I really liked the fact that that teams were talking about, hey, if we're we're sitting here in seventh place, the outside is 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 where we need to be. Let's uh, let's uh, let's let's go on the outside, even though we're going to drop down two and blah blah. And seeing how it works out, I think it just adds another element, um, a very easy element for the fan to kind of keep track of. And um, and what we don't do, and what what we haven't done, Billy, in the last uh, three months. Uh, or two months, I guess, two and a half months, is complain about Dale Jr. getting stuck in the wrong fucking lane at Martinsville. I mean, that was, I mean, <laughs> shit, I, I don't have to obsess about dumb shit like that anymore. It's if we get stuck on the bottom lane or, or the top lane, it's because we chose it. And I, and, and that's the reason why I'm I'm okay with it. Um, Rob mentioned, uh, you know, PJ1 and, and that at, at the track. Billy, we watched a, a pretty darn good, all-star race it's pretty exciting and that sort of thing you and i have bashed the shit out of pj1 and and the tracks for a long time but i think bristol kind of has it figured out rob i know you are you're uh and i don't want to put words in your mouth but i know you're you're definitely an old school racer you race the track the way it comes and that sort of thing if if you had your druthers would you keep pj1 throw it away or do you just not care about it I think it has its merits at some tracks. In fact, I think it – pardon me. I think at Bristol, it definitely has its merits with – from a fan, from an excitement standpoint, from a fan standpoint, it basically – since the top line is the line that is the preferred line now for the most part, um, it has its merits because it allows the bottom – to come in quicker. Yeah. And what we saw what we saw at the All-Star race is the PJ1 played a role but it there wasn't enough 
wasn't enough laps to make it work. Yeah. Well, now we've got 500 laps, and we also have two races prior because the trucks are racing Thursday night. Yeah. And the Xfinity Series is racing Friday night. Mm-hmm. And now we've got 500 laps of cup racing that I think that that will make a huge difference. You throw the the twos rule in on top of it, mm-hmm. and with more with more opportunities to choose which lane you're going to be in, I think that's um I mean that's a pretty neat recipe to see for a like again. That's a pretty neat recipe for the for the cutoff race going into the second round of the playoffs. I mean, there's a Billy alluded to it earlier. I mean, there's a and you did too as far as strategy and what's going on and how many different scenarios can play out. I mean, we are looking. You're you're going to need you might need a pencil and paper yeah. to watch this race to figure out everything that's happening. We've got um, speaking of pencil and paper, uh, somehow Austin Dillon um, gets a victory. He gets a son. And now that son of a gun is pretty well – I mean, he's pretty solid up there in the points right now. And Ryan Blaney is on the outside looking in. Austin Dillon, all he, all Austin Dillon needs to do is finish um, in the top 16, and he's guaranteed to go on to the next round. And, I, I mean, that, that's – I mean, my, my goodness, that is – I would not yeah, have thought top that. Yeah, and 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 he'll finish. Yeah, he'll be safe in the top twelve, and all he has to do is finish sixteenth. And Ryan Blaney, he he needs a win. I, and uh, Billy, this is I know you have a hate hate relationship with these playoff points and all that kind of stuff. But uh, <laughs> oh boy, yeah. So uh, Billy, you want you just want to talk about the like playoff points and, and where we're at here, bud. Well, yeah, I do. I want to hit on the Austin Dillon situation first. If you would have told me Austin Dillon would be sixth and Ryan Blaney would be 16th right now, I would have said you're full of shit. There's no way Austin Dillon makes it to the next <laughs> round. But right now, last, at Richmond, Austin Dillon looks like a whole new dr- – well, actually, since he was out for the COVID – if yeah. you'll think about it, the guy that replaced him, I cannot remember his name right now. Charles Grala. Uh, yeah. He put pressure on Austin Dillon to come out and perform in that car because he finished good in that car filling in for Austin Dillon. Yep. And Austin Dillon has stepped his game up, and I really thought he was going to win Saturday night in Richmond. Really, that's but now to get to the point you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's hear. What was you gonna say about Austin? Then I'll. Get I, I was just gonna say that's, a, that's, a, that's an astute um, observation because it seems like Austin Dillon Very. goes into spurts um, uh, throughout his career. He'll get hot. He'll have a few races, and he falls off the edge of the earth. And I, I hadn't put, I hadn't put that fact together. But as as you say, when when he had a relief driver, and a relief driver finished in the top fifteen in that car. Um, that absolutely put the pressure on, on I mean, because obviously if a guy, Cos Grawler gets in who uh, doesn't drive cup often, uh, if he gets in there and can do something like that, that's uh, – Billy Bradley, uh, so far you've been wildly impressive to Dado uh, with your astute observation. <laughs> I think, Rob, I mean, this is uh, it's pretty impressive, isn't it? I think we uh, 
Billy, is your Achilles all right, man? I mean, the last time we've had this much data coming from you and research, you were laid up with the, with a torn Achilles, and you had nothing to do but do research. Yeah, my God, Billy. Yeah, well, your problem. Here lies the problem: is this cooler weather has got me pumped up for deer season coming oh, in, and yes. you boys yes. are going to have to do, have my back in the next few weeks because yeah. We're all focusing on deer. So. Yeah, see, Rob, here's what it is. Billy's giving us all he's got right now because the temperature gets 15 degrees cooler. Billy, Billy will be, uh, he'll be, Billy will be in rut, and uh, I got, <laughs> and, and we'll have to, we'll have to go on ourselves. All right, Billy, go ahead. Talk, talk to me about these playoff points here. All right, here's exactly what I have a problem with. I get, I 100% agree with the way we do. We reward the people, the winners. All right, we we're giving them automatic buys into the playoffs. All right, but going past the winners, like we're a, how many winners did we have this year? Different winners was our nine, yeah, ten, eleven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I got. I'm counting eleven, buddy. All right, all right. So you're letting five more drivers in this playoff that. Made it in on point, pretty much, is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me pretty much that you're not going to to reward the winners, but you technically are. But you're let you, if you're going to do this, you can only let winner cars in. That's my first beef with this playoff system. All you don't right. let five other drivers in on points, and then you're going to reward the winners again after the first round is completely over that they did. And the previous 26 races, because look at Denny Hamlin right now. He has uh, he hasn't finished well in these last two races as well. I mean, I think he has a 12th and maybe 11th or somewhere. It was yeah. right at the top 15 finish. And Ryan Blaney, pretty much the same situation. Here Ryan Blaney is on the cutoff 16th. So I don't see how this playoff system adds up when you're going to say you reward the winning cars you're letting five others and then you're rewarding them all the way through these final 10 races too well i i'll put it um i'll put it like this ryan blaney um has one victory matt de benedetto has zero matt de benedetto sits 15th Cole Custer has a victory. He's 14th. William Byron has a victory. He's 13th. Clint Boyer, Kurt Busch, Eric Almarola, and Kyle Busch, four drivers, 12th, uh, 9th through 12th place, have zero wins. And Ryan Blaney's sitting way out there at number 16 without a victory on the year. Here's where it gets interesting to me. Ryan Blaney still has oh, 13 playoff points that keeps that, that he took with him. One win, three stage victories on 13 points. I'm okay with these other drivers pointing them themselves in there. I'm 100% okay with the with with them pointing themselves in there because they have done it with not not playoff points and stage wins, but when they reset the clock, they went out there and they did what they did. And Ryan Blaney finished what 19th and 19th and and 20th or something like that. And at the worst possible time, that team has had the worst possible luck. 
it's extremely different than how we used to do it. But that's kind of why I like March Madness. It's kind of why I like, you know, hockey. I mean, the Dallas Stars, for Christ's sakes, are in the in the in the finals. Uh, we're all going crazy here in Dallas. We didn't even I mean, we didn't, team still. We, but, we, we didn't we didn't think they had a team either, Rob. And and here they are. <laughs> go, go ahead, Billy. Yeah, you said you kind of like the the way the March Madness, but if the Kentucky Wildcats lose in their March Madness, they're out of the tournament. They don't. It don't matter if they're undefeated all season. They lose well, their tournament game. They're done. Unfortunately, Billy, that happened. So thanks for bringing up a very painful fucking memory um, mm. uh, of, <laughs> of the 2014 season. But uh, anyway, I, I don't wait know. I, wait a minute. I, yeah, that's a painful point from 2014. Is that yeah. what you just said? Yes. Dude, let it go, man. All right. Still, let it go. I'm trying, Rob. I'm a hillbilly. We, we hold <laughs> on to things like this. Rob, what, what, what do you think about the, the carrying the playoff points forward and all this kind of stuff? Where are you at on it, Rob? Well, I kind of – I think I'm somewhere in between the two of you. I like the idea that you – I like the idea that you win and you're in. I like that. I like the idea that those points – carry over into the playoffs that give you a little bit of an advantage. I don't think it should carry all the way up through the third round. I think it should set you up for the first round, yeah, carry I'm you to the okay second, but after the second round, you are it, – it, it should work off of victories and playoff points within the playoffs only. Billy, Not, I mean, what, what do you think about because, that, Billy? Because right, now, because right now, basically, if you think about it, basically Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick, yeah. for the Our most MVP. part, have a free ride all yeah. the way to Phoenix. That's right. And, and Billy, like, I don't want to put words ca- in your like mouth. Like, they need catastrophic, they need catastrophic races to, yeah. for them not to advance. Basically, I mean, they, need, they need two of them out of three. I did yeah. two out of three races to be catastrophic, which is probably not likely. But Billy, I know when Martin Truex Jr. was was doing this last year, you were or, or the when it was the year before, I guess you had a lot of heartache about it. Rob just suggested if hey that'll get you through the second round of the playoff. After that, you gotta you gotta do this on your own, and, and it goes with what we have in the playoffs. Is that does that make you feel any better about the situation, Billy, or or how, how do you feel about that? I, I would be okay with that. I think for sure you need a free pass through the first round because yeah. they're allowing 16 cars in there, yep. and anything can happen. Let me look at Cole Custer. He got the restart of his career and snuck a win yeah. in on it. That could happen yeah. in these three races. Yeah. I am okay with uh, that for the first round. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Well, I, th- this get, is all to get, to get you through the first round. Then and then you clear the first round. Okay. The other part I wanted to address was, and I don't mean to interrupt you guys, but no, the other part ahead. I wanted to address was was the non-winners that fill out the rest of the top of of the Sweet 16. We'll say, yeah. we'll call it yeah. the 16 the 16 playoff drivers. Yeah. You talk about Kyle Busch, Every... Kyle Kurt Busch, and Clint Boyer. Correct. They're call we'll call them the wild cards. All right, they they got in. They're they're the wild card teams. Well, how many times have you seen a wild card go to the World Series or or to the or you know deep into the playoffs in any other sport or 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 even you know and I hate comparing it to stick and ball, but we're talking playoffs, so why not? 
not all. Right. Right. Yeah, you, you're giving point. these guys. These guys have have the opportunity. They've they ran consistent enough. They stayed in the top sixteen. Yeah. And they ran consistent enough to make the playoffs. And now, like you said, there are drivers within the top twelve that do not have a victory. Yep. That are still there. Why? Because in once the playoffs started, they did just like you said, Dan. They did what they had to do. Yep. They are running up front. They are putting. They are. They are running consistently and putting it up front when they have to. Yeah. And that is what this is all about. Yeah. No, I, I That's agree. That's my two cents on that. And 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 I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think. I think the best thing that that what this does right now is allow us the opportunity to have opinions on it. I, I dig, I dig being able to talk about this because I, I don't disagree. Listen, I, everything you two guys said, I can't disagree with any of them. I, I, I like the way it is now. I, I think it would be a lot. There would be a lot more strategy and bullshit that's going on. Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin definitely would, would raise, you know, round two and round three a lot differently if they couldn't carry everything through, through the, through, through the, through the whole playoff, and and that would probably right, right. be a hell of a lot more strategy and stuff like that. So I, I'm I'm okay with it. I, I think, and I'm not trying to. Normally, I have a very strong opinion, and um, and I like to say it loudly. But honestly, on on this thing right here, I, I'm kind of having fun sitting on the fence, and because um, <laughs> normally I'm not. Normally I'm angry or upset, and I'm actually kind of I'm kind of happy watching Billy lose his fucking mind. Uh, over here on uh, on Kyle Busch, on Kyle Busch being solid in there with a, with no victory and only three damn playoff points, and Ryan Blaney's out with a with a victory, three stage wins, and thirteen playoff points. It's I, I think there's we can hone in on it and probably get it a little bit more fair. Um, and and the, the easy thing would do would would do you know Rob when you guys first started this there was you know twelve drivers in a chase twelve drivers in a chase yeah. seemed like a pretty good I, it, we go back to 12 drivers. Right now, 16 teams, Billy, is – is. I mean, there's, if you dump – that's half of the of the good damn teams. Uh, let's say there's 25 teams out there that can win any Sunday. You're, you're talking about two-thirds of the, of the good teams are getting in the playoffs. It, it is a legitimate question on whether we – 16 is too many to start with with 10 races. That's a legitimate question. Now, now, that the, now that the field is getting smaller, yeah, we went from 43 to 40. Yeah. Now we're roughly 38 on the regular, maybe 40. Yeah. Yep. And with what's yeah. coming down the pike, who knows, yeah. we might be to 36. So maybe yeah. you might have – maybe going into 2021 when you see how many full-time cars are there, yeah, you might have to trim it down to 12 because, you know – if you have if you're if you only have 36 34 cars in the field and 16 of them are getting a playoff that's half the field that's half the field that's a little yeah. that's a little much um and, and you know I think 10 races to go usually you know I'm not bringing up the old point system because I mean sometimes we could crown a champion by this time of the year yeah. you know at 10 races to go and raw reality you probably should have about four to six drivers that was eligible to win the championship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I, I think that's about right. And I, and I, and I think if, um, you know, looking at maybe lowering the amount of people that are in it or 
uh, and or maybe in conjunction stopping it after the first round. I think I think those guys, Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin, ought to get you know some sort of a bonus for for keeping them in there. I mean for sure. But I, I, I this is all to say I love the way it is now. It can only get better as far as I'm concerned, and I like it when Billy's yeah. mad. And um, uh, not very very You're few tall. things. On this one. The only thing that makes me happier. It's probably the same as happy as when Jimmy Wags is mad at me. That's the only th- the only thing that that brings a, a bigger a, as big a smile on my face is uh, when I hear Billy Bradley or, or Jimmy Wags angry. But I, this is all to say this is a, a, a an extremely exciting time with everything that's going on here. Who would have thought that Eric Almarola um, would have would have had the the season he's had? And to be blunt and honest with it, we talked about uh, Austin Dillon, but um, I, in the same way that I'm excited that. You know, uh, Eric Almarola seems to be on a positive on the positive side, guys. He is literally only four points ahead of Clint Boyer. And to me, Billy, it feels like Clint Boyer's had a pretty shitty year, but he's only four points away from Eric Almarola. And I think Eric Almarola has had a great year. I just does that make sense to you? I mean, I, I never really paid much attention to it. I know. But, you know, Stuart Hall's cars all ran pretty good. But, I mean, damn, I never really thought about it until you said that. I mean, it seems like maybe it's just because I expected Clint Boyer to do better and he, and he, and he didn't. Maybe that's what it is. But um, very, very odd that I just noticed that uh, Eric Almarola is only four points ahead. He only has one more uh, playoff point than Clint Boyer. But somehow I think Clint Boyer's had a bad year. Let's talk a little silly season real quick. Um, I came out uh, yesterday, um, and 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 somebody asked me on Twitter, and I said I, I think um, Bubba Wallace is going to a new team. I, what we saw yesterday, Billy, led me to believe that that's probably what's what's going to happen. What, what about you? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think uh, I really don't think it's any team but the shit. <laughs> The Hendrick team, I definitely don't yeah. think it's the Canassi team. Yeah. I think it's going to be a team affiliated with Denny Hamlin some sort of way. Yeah. Uh, just not sure how it's going to play out, but there's been too much talk about that scenario well, coming up. I, I think, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, that started to make sense, um, started to make sense to me. Um and it and certainly it's still headed down down that path. I also believe that Kyle Larson will go to Rick Hendrick. I don't know why I thought that, but it's been awful fucking quiet over there. Uh, Rick Hendrick doesn't. If if anybody can get it done, not named Tony Stewart, um, it would be Rick Hendrick. There, it just it I actually makes a lot of sense to me. To be bluntly honest with you, um, Eric Jones I think would go to Chip Ganassi Racing. I think Daniel Suarez and Ty Dillon um, go to Richard Petty Motorsports, and I think they they're gonna they're yeah. gonna join forces and stay stay with forces RCR. there with uh, with RCR. But really, what do you think about uh, what do you think about the forty eight to forty two? Where where are you where are you thinking? What are you thinking now, son? Hey, what I, what do you think? I, I do think that Rick Hendrick will quietly sneak in and grab Kyle Larson, or it'll be Stuart Haas in the fourteen car, Rick. The Hendrick Motorsport uh, rumor, I would not have believed it if I hadn't have read from a pretty reliable source that that's how he thinks it's going to play out. I saw Kyle Larson going to the 42, or not the 42, the 14. 
before yeah. all this came about. I do not see Bubba Wallace going to the 48. Sorry, Jimmy Wags, I just don't see it happening. <laughs> but one thing I will say about Bubba Wallace that I respected when I heard him say the other day on the radio that mm-hmm. for the team he is going to, if he cannot win in that equipment, he's done. He's hanging yeah. it up. Yeah. Billy, I, I, it's it's well known that um, – I mean, I'm not a fan of Bubba Wallace. I certainly don't wish a guy any any harm or all that, but I think he's a big pussy personally. Um, but when he come out and said that, hey, I, I, I want to bet on myself and I want to put this all on my shoulders, and if I can't win in that car, I'm gonna, I will know that it's me that wasn't good enough to win. And when I heard him say that, um, I, that, that made me feel really, really, really good about that about that man. I, I like him taking ownership. I like him taking responsibility. As, as you well know, I have, um, you know, had strong words when I thought that he, he could have acted in a, a much more mature way, a much more manly way. And I don't mean manly like beat somebody up, but have use his head a little bit more. And, and I got to be honest with you, that was one of the best answers I have ever heard from a NASCAR, a NASCAR interview period. Um, the way he answered that left zero doubt, no doubt whatsoever what he believes in himself. And instead of bitching about it, you know, behind, instead of instead of um, saying how happy he is to be at Richard Motor Petty Sports, but how shitty the equipment is and he could do better, uh, he's putting his money where his mouth is, and, and I like it. And if he fails, Billy Bradley, I'm still going to respect him because he went out there and he did the damn thing. Too many people yep. today are scared to do shit. Too many people today are, you know, on the especially young people. They don't, they don't, they don't have any experience because they don't do anything. Everything is virtual when they can just walk outside and it'd be reality. I, I, I guess I probably should stop on <laughs> here for a second. They're afraid of failure. That's exactly right. And, and there's a that, that's a that's a big problem in in the world today is is people being afraid to make a damn decision. You know, I've said a thousand times on this show, when faced with a decision, you got three choices. One, make the best decision. The second best thing you can do is make the wrong decision. But for God's sake, don't make, don't not make a decision. You have to make a decision. And, and Mubba Wallace did exactly what, um, what I would hope that, that my son would do, that I, that I, that I would hope that I would do. He took ownership of, of where he's going with his future and said, I'm my own man and this would have happened. Well, shit, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Um, I don't think, uh, Bubba Wallace and I are going to eat dinner anytime soon together, but, um, I certainly don't have anything but positive things to say about this situation. And, uh, he continues to surprise me. Unfortunately, he does not continue to surprise Jimmy Wags. Jimmy Wags still I, – I, I tweeted last night, Jimmy Wags is going to be wearing a, a Bubba Wallace Toyota hat, and Jimmy Wags is going to be convinced he's driving for Hendrick. <laughs> he, uh, he said, I'm not saying nothing until it's done, signed, sealed, delivered. Like, he knows damn well he's got not going to Hendrick Motorsports. This is going to be – by the way, we don't bring Rob into this silly season stuff because uh, he's a professional, but most people would probably be surprised that uh, <laughs> we don't talk to Rob about this shit because Rob don't care. Rob's got, Rob's got his head upside a, a damn tire or a welding rod or something like that all day long. Hell, Rob wouldn't know the damn answer if we if we asked him anyways, but we do have something you have the answer for, 
and that is um, this tire at Bristol. And I, I love the way it performed earlier in the year. I, I, but why why can't we, Rob, why can't we get a tire that works at Richmond? Richmond used to be such a good racetrack back in the day. And it was literally one of the worst Richmond races I, I think that we've had as far as from a fan's exciting, you know, standpoint. Is there, is there anything let me, let that we can safely do? Yeah. Let me ask you a question. What, what was wrong with the tire? Tell me what was wrong with it. The tire was had very little wear off? on it. It, it. it looked like it had very little wear on it. There was no need to come in and do yeah, all but that was there, stuff. But was there not? But my question is this. We were caution-free aside from the competition yellow and the two stage breaks. Yeah. Yeah. 400 laps. Yeah. There were 11 cars on the lead lap, right, when mm-hmm. it finished? Uh, Is that yes. right? Somewhere yes. about that? I think so. Yeah. And I want to tell you, those. we were on a different strategy than most of the field. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it didn't work out for us. But... And that's, I can that's tell you this. While we were out there on old tires, you noticed that these CAC, you didn't need fuel at 50 laps, but they were coming to get tires. And when they yeah, came and yeah. got tires, they drove, like the 19 was on a long run for a while and was leading the race, and the four car unlapped himself yeah. on tires. On tires. So the fall off uh, was there. That. All right, well, let me ask you this. If, the tire if, fall off was there, because the goody good in those tires made a huge difference. Because once you got 50 laps on them, and somebody, dude, there was cars that were multiple laps down, come off pit road and drive around the leader who was still out there. And that's kind of what helped Austin Dillon really, you know, not saying Austin Dillon wasn't fast because he was, but those that those pressure tires is what made him gain up all the ground and keep it. And then you know they the were pit huge. strategies that everybody was on. You know, the long green flags. If you're on different strategies, it's just going to keep lapping people, lapping people, and that was the result of it. Well, here's what I don't understand, and maybe it's just the racetrack, but since the late 2000s, there hasn't been a – I mean, the only exciting thing that's happened there is that the dude was drunk on top of the damn fence and Kyle Woods exactly. and Dale Jr. I mean, that's the only two things in the last 15 years – that uh, that's been exciting at that track, and I just I mean we've had a thousand different packages there. Uh, um, the track on paper looks like it should should be fantastic, but it's literally starting to become one of the worst races of the year, Billy. Uh, and and Robin, if the tire had that much fall off, I just well, I, it, it it had plenty of fall off, and and maybe they maybe they could go a step softer and really make something happen and really shake up the strategy. But at the same time, you know how we've talked about how some of these packages, the you know, the 550 package and the 750 yeah. package and whatever package and this yeah. downforce and that downforce and nose ducks, and we've got all these different things. Mm-hmm. Perhaps this, this one particular track doesn't agree with what's there. Yeah. The low downforce, down low horsepower, because now nothing's getting out of shape. That makes sense, I, Billy. You know, I gotta tell you. Well, something. I'm sorry. It is a seven. I'm sorry. That is a 750 track. It's a 750 track with low downforce. Yeah. yeah. But perhaps yeah. they're not. 
the cars aren't getting out of shape. Yeah. I mean, there, there's nobody busting their ass loose coming off the corner. Yeah. You know, I mean, and don't but don't get me wrong. I saw some stuff happen, and I was pretty busy for the night. But I saw some guys. I saw some guys come off the corner of the cars and step sideways a little bit. But cowboy stop! I, I still think. I still think there's. I still think there's some. There, there's probably some work that can be done there. Like maybe if we take the tire half a step softer, and give it some more fall off, it changes things. Well, I, you, Rob, I'm glad we had this talk. Because you've now convinced me that it's 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 not the tire, and, and that maybe we got some tweak. I mean, this is a what, what's the length of, of Richmond, Rob? Four hundred four hundred laps. No, I'm I'm sorry, the track length. What what is, what is like uh, um, three quarters of a mile? Yeah, three quarters, quarters of a mile. mile. I mean, it's a it's. I mean, maybe maybe that has something to do, Billy. I'm convinced now that it, it's we just don't have the right package on that track. And we haven't had it right. since DOT has come out. I mean, that, that that's. I mean, I'm bitching about the tire now. It's pretty clear it's not the that tire. May be, that. And that may be one of the only tracks that that COT car actually performed well on. If you yeah. if you look at it, I mean, yeah. you know. No, you're right. And Dale Jr. Right. said today that he thought the problem was that track hadn't been sealed since. I I don't remember. He said a long time. So mm-hmm. he thought that was the problem. Well, it's very interesting that um, that it just hasn't been been very good. And I'm also glad to hear that the the tire wore off. But let's go to Bristol. We know exactly what we're going to get there. Um, I, I can't wait for it. Yeah. It's just going to be <laughs> Rob's going to yeah. Rob's everybody's going to have their hand full um, most likely. It's, it's, a, it's that's a place where a lot of people can get their hands full pretty quick. Let's put it that way. But uh, Billy Bradley, I think. Um, I think you're up, son. You've got to uh, pick a winner and a dark horse. And uh, who you got, bud? Kyle Busch. Holy shit, the 18. I think he gets his first win of the year. Of course. On to the next round. Uh-huh. And I'm uh, going with my man, Chris Boucher. Are you serious? You're the man. Shit. I'm Are you taking two? Okay. Chris Bisher, all wow. right. He's starting. Dusty uh, call there. Yeah, it's a. Nah, it's he a runs good call. at Bristol. He does. I Bold Billy, move, Cotton. Bold hey, move. Let me tell you something. If anybody knows, it's Billy Bradley uh, about Chris Busher. So I, I, if Billy Bradley says he's good there, hell, I believe him. He starts. Uh, Rob Lowe, twenty third. Seventeen. Say again. Uh, if. The 17 car pulls this win off. I want the hood from that car. <laughs> People yeah. in hell want ice water, too. Yeah. Bro, but I don't know what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob Bloom, who you got for your winner and your uh, dark horse, pal? <laughs> well, um, Billy took my dark horse as his primary pick, apparently. But um, Yes, he did. He took two underdogs. He took he took he took right he took two non winners like yeah. like I said that's a gutsy call there I that's mean a, but yeah. hey Old the guy, for sure the, the guy's probably the guy's probably leading the points as far as wins go right now in the in our group I don't know but yeah. he, he seems to be on a hot streak here lately so we're gonna let him go um <laughs> wow uh, I think I would have to I would have to pick the twenty two here nice pick Rob. good pick. 
and um, and and I'm gonna pick the one. Damn it! Wow, that's what I, I literally was gonna pick the one. I literally was gonna pick the one. That was gonna be my dark horse pick, and uh, I was I thought I was gonna sneak out a a pretty good one. That, that's a great pick. He actually um, he and Kyle Bush fought there pretty hard not too long ago for. Uh, for the win there, and it's he's 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 been getting around there. He's been getting around there pretty good since Sharpie days, Billy Bradley. Um, for my pick, I, I really think that this is. My head tells me that Joey Logano is going to win. He's already off the board. I'd take Brad Keselowski, but I don't like to pick him back to back. That's for damn sure. I think I'm going to go with the nine of Chase Elliott. He won the All Star race there. I know this is a different thing, but he. Um, All right. I think he needs. I think he needs to. Uh, he's due to get up there and and for us to hear about him doing something. Something. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna take him. And I, I really was gonna take the 18. Then I knew I was gonna take the one. Both you guys um, snookered me on this, but I think I'm going to take with my pick. I'm gonna take Matt DiBenedetto in the 21 because he's a, a Penske related driver here, and I think. I think those Penske's are going to be in pretty good shape. Um, Rob, you guys are racing. By the way, there's, there's, there are two races before this, and uh, they're full races. And I don't think there's – Billy is the, the dreaded R word. And Every time I've been to Bristol, yeah, I've gotten wet. Is that is that a possibility this weekend? Uh, it is I a possibility see. for tonight and tomorrow. Good. Yeah. Friday will be good. Okay, good. So Friday, we'll have Friday and Saturday are supposed to be good because I think the only threat of rain right now is that hell of a daggum yeah, hurricane that's that came yeah. to us and I think that's like we're we're getting rain across the southeast from that. Yeah. Tomorrow. So, yeah. Well, we'll have to that'll remain to be seen. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, that's uh Hurricane Sally is definitely here with a with a vengeance for sure. Well, uh, this is all. This is all to say. I think we're getting ready to see one hell of a. Uh, I mean, it's Saturday night short track, short track racing in the Appalachian Mountains, Billy Bradley. This is exactly what uh, <laughs> we've uh, we've come to know and love. For Rob Lopes, for Billy Bradley, I'm Dado. Y'all have a good weekend, and let's go racing at Bristol, y'all. Let's it's do it. Bristol, baby. Let's go racing. It's gonna. Be-